He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, the Tuesday. It is the Taco Tuesday edition of the Best Stocks Now show on this February 6th. 2024, well, we've got a mixed market. We've got a lot of Fed speak today. I think the market just kind of shudders and hides uh, when those Fed speakers are out there uh, in the wings getting ready to take the microphone during the day. The Dow right now is up uh, 60 points to 38,440. The uh, NASDAQ is down 31, however. It looks like a big, uh, big... Uh, uh, tech kind of taking the day off. Uh, the Nasdaq's down 33 points right now to 15,564. The S&P 500 is down four points, 49.39 today only, 49.39. Small caps are up a half a percent. That means interest rates must be down, uh, and they are about three basis points to 4.13. Gold is up 30 cents. Gold's clear up at 2043, if you're counting. 2043, closing in on a new all-time high. But it has not been a very good investment over the years. I think uh, it's an investment for other reasons. You're not going to get a dividend. Uh, You're not going to get much capital appreciation. Uh, But if you need to get out of the country or whatever, uh, you know, gold comes in handy. Crude oil's up 63 cents to 73.41. So welcome to today's Best Stocks Now show with uh, professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management, a nationwide fee-based only firm. And I'm here with Barry Kite, our chartered financialist analyst. Well, there is very big earnings news today. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. You're going to have to wait a little bit. Uh, but there's a hint. Wait. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. The Dow yesterday was down 274 points. Not a very good day. McDonald's had a bad day. A lot of your soggy stocks, uh, which I call stodgy old growth giants of yesteryear, uh, sold off yesterday. Uh, the, uh, the, the NASDAQ was down about 31 points. We had a very good day yesterday, however. Uh, despite interest rates going up 13 basis points, we had big gains. Barry, Super Microcomputer, SMCI, goes into that phone booth and puts on its uh, cape and comes out and it's flying again higher. Just that is keep, just, just unbelievable. Keep just keeps going, right? To it's, infinity uh, and beyond, I guess you could say. And Lily had a big day yesterday. In fact, I have a stat on Lily. There was a massive intraday buy of Lily's stock uh, yesterday. Lily was up over 5% yesterday. Of course, they're the Monjero uh, Zep-bound drug. NVIDIA had a big day yesterday, another uh, upgrade. Novo Nordisk had a huge day yesterday as they're ramping up production. They can't meet the demand for these weight loss drugs. Sark also had a big day yesterday. Uh, that's the anti-Kathy Woods uh, ETF. Okay, well, I think the Fed's going to influence the market here over the next few days. 
They're making a lot of money this week. The no, uh, Fed like speakers and the lecture circuit. I mean, I guess is it? I mean, you, you feel like you could spread it out a bit. It's uh, it's pretty. I guess you just take your medicine all at once as a uh, someone who has to 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 follow these various lectures and events. Right. The good news is they're usually in nice places. Yeah, Jerome Powell was on sixty minutes on uh, Sunday. Right. And, yep. That was in, in, in that was you know a market moving, right? It's in terms of, you know, the fact that he basically said that uh reiterated you know, basically no no uh, rate move in March, right? Yeah, so, and interest rates were up sixteen basis points the next day after right. sixty minutes of Paris. We've yeah, he's also doing, he's moving markets on Sundays, right? Which Yeah, you know. <laughs> on Sundays. I've also heard uh, Trump say that he would not uh put reappoint Powell, he'd get someone else. I also see news here this morning that's pretty big in the presidential rates. The appeals court denies uh, Trump uh, immunity in the D.C. election case. But that may end up in the, uh, I think that will end up in the Supreme Court. Does the president uh, have immunity? But anyways, interest rates are going to be on the docket today. Uh, with a lot of Fed speakers around the world, I don't know what they get—a hundred grand for a speech, two hundred grand. I got to pay people to come see me, you know. Whatever these guys—they've uh, got a, a pretty good gig. Eli Lilly sees the highest intraday trade since November ahead of earnings. So there's another clue as to the stock we'll be talking about uh, here later. Yeah, what today. a five-five percent move, I believe, yesterday. Yeah. Momentum is building amid positive investor sentiment as the drug maker is due to report his fourth quarter earnings today, and they have reported. Eli Lilly is set to benefit from rapidly increasing demand for GLP-1 agonist terzipatide, branded as Mongero for diabetes and Zepbound for weight loss, couple of the biggest problems in America diabetes and uh, and obesity and just just overweight in general uh you know i wrote an article about lily earlier this year on uh seeking alpha i had a lot of people that disagreed with me that's fine that's why they call it a market but it's going to become the biggest drug of all time uh terzipatide uh, which which feeds into the uh, zepbound and the mongero they can't keep it on the shelf. Uh, that's the biggest problem is getting it. Heightened demand has led the FDA uh, led to the FDA listing a supply shortage for higher doses of Lilly's Mongero. The regulator's website lists limited availability for the 10 milligram. That's what you start on 12.5 milligram and 15-milligram doses of the drug through early March of 2024, while lower doses are available. Novo Nordisk, which makes the competing GLP-1, uh, semaglutide, branded as Ozempic for diabetes, and Wagovi for weight loss, has also been facing supply shortages amid strong demand. Both drug makers have been trying to boost production. With Novo Nordisk buying Catalan yesterday in yeah, eleven point five billion dollar deal, yeah, buying a you know, buying a company that, uh, that you know that will help make them make the drug so they can earn and basically own more of the supply chain, right? Okay, and I'm seeing results of these drugs. You know, you can't just say, "Well, that's how she lost her weight," but you just have to assume. 
Here's a couple that I've seen lately. Well, on the Grammy Awards on Sunday, and I watched a couple of performances. I wanted to see Joni Mitchell. Her performance was horrible, but she's 80 years old. She should have sang Woodstock. That's the song she's known for, not both sides now. Uh, And then uh, I watched Tracy Chapman's uh, performance, and she was introduced by Oprah Winfrey, right, the queen of weight loss. And uh, Oprah, you know, even Weight Watchers is giving up their their point system uh, and going to the weight loss drugs. And it shows on Oprah. Oprah was pretty thin. But the one that shocked me yesterday, uh, I happened to watch the governors gathering at the border uh, in Eagle Pass, Texas. I mean, this is reminiscent of the Civil War, right? Southern governors for the most part. But the one that shocked me when she stepped up to the microphone, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I don't know if you saw that. She has lost a lot of weight. She's wearing uh, blue jeans. And, uh, you know, I just said in my, to myself, uh, Ozempic. Oh, 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 Ozempic, or whichever one she's on, that's more than likely. But it's showing up all over the place. I have a friend at church that's lost 70 pounds. He's a drug exec, been in the industry his entire life. Uh, and he, he's, he, he thinks it will be the biggest drug of all time. Both of these stocks will probably be trillion-dollar stocks. We're not the only ones that think that. So, anyways, uh, we'll well, get the last to... article I wrote was you know was in in early September. Early September. When did I write and, that article? Uh, it was on nine uh, eleven actually. Is nine eleven? Oh, and what yep. did I? How? What was the price of the stock? It was at an all time high at that point. It was uh, at five ninety five. Whenever. Uh, we, okay, uh, where is it today? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bit it, higher. A bit higher, just a bit. Uh, yeah, it's nineteen uh, percent higher. Seven. So, yeah, it's at seven eleven. Right. And. Uh, Okay, and I had some guy say, this article is laughable, how how ridiculous it is. Because I said, look, this... What's the this, growth rate? I mean, you didn't, if they're not weren't paying attention to the potential growth rate. I mean, yeah, he said that the, uh, the, the multiple that I was using... Well, listen, a stock with a blockbuster drug that you can't keep on the shelf is not going to trade at 10 times earnings, pal. So anyways, I can't wait to write uh, an update on this one. We had a lot of views on our uh, article yesterday on Meta. You know what? Our new target price on Meta, you might want to look at that. You might want to go read that article on Seeking Alpha yesterday uh, on what our new target price is on Meta, Zuckerberg's company. We'll be right back. Here to the uh, second quarter of today's Best Stocks Now show. NASDAQ down 16, Dow up 66 as the market hunkers down for four Fed speakers uh, during the day today. And just expect more of the same. We're not going to get an interest rate cut in March. That ought to be pretty obvious by now. So now the question is, when will we get an interest rate cut? I, I honestly can't even fathom a guess right now. Uh, most 
most people saying summer, summer, okay? Now, it didn't help that the ISM services came in pretty hot yesterday, 53.4. And the ISM services PMI strengthened to 53.4 from 50 in December, which shows that uh, the economy is still strong. And it's interesting how that report could could you know seem to be you know the explanation of you know what happened in the market yesterday. Yeah, right? it in could be. Of, you know, you do that in a com- I think that in a combination of uh, the sig- you know, the sixty minutes. Um, <coughs> That's you know, right. Uh, interview right, which it's it'd be interesting to see. Okay, which one you know had more effect on those rates that uh, that rate bump uh, yesterday in the ten year. Uh, the ISM or his yeah. words? Right? Well, it was a double barrel shotgun <laughs> yeah, aimed exactly. right at the uh, the uh, bond market. Okay, Ford's An going to report. Eighty-one percent chance now, too. By the way, of uh, of no move yeah. in uh, in March. So that number's you know consistently going higher. I mean, on the well, basis. I can hardly wait to hear from Ford tonight after the close. Uh, they're in uh, Dearborn, Michigan. We met with a lot of Ford folks, didn't we? Uh, or connected to Ford in one way or another, or the auto industry when we were back in uh, Bloomfield Hills, Michigan uh, last year. And I can't wait to go again. That has now become one of my favorite places to go. Uh, and uh, we will be headed back there as soon as it thaws a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm a warm-blooded type. Uh, okay, so tonight we're going to get Ford. Uh, tomorrow we're going to get Alibaba. China's rallying today. I wouldn't touch China myself. Disney's going to report tomorrow yeah, ra- if anybody cares. Yeah, ra- like China rallying off of like from when I'm like I'm reading the, the headlines of the articles. Well, basically, it sounds like rallying off of uh, you know market manipulation, where it's they're cutting down yeah. on short sellers. You can't do this. You can't do that. And words, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're saying we're going to do whatever it takes to get our market turned yeah. around. Or and don't do this. You know, I mean, they're basically uh, you know almost you know making it where traders can't sell uh, certain stocks. And I mean, it's yeah. In, in the course, of the market rallies, but in reality, yeah. it's more manipulation than yeah, but than actual you know, policy, uh, right? You know. We need a strong Chinese economy. Uh, I'm not rooting against their economy by any means. You know, I look, I live just a, a couple miles up the river from a major port where these ships come in from China loaded with containers. Uh, the port here is one of our biggest uh, employers. And Yeah, drove uh, over on Sunday, no ships on either uh, side. And uh, well, and, and the that's a rebels. delay. Right, that's a delay from uh, you know, uh, rerouted ships from uh, from the Red Sea. So it's, wow. I think it's supposed to be about a 10 to 15 day delay before uh, they start getting ramped up, you know, full time again. Yeah, okay. And then on Thursday we get Philip Morris, which is a soggy stock. Uh, ConocoPhillips, uh, nothing really exciting here. Baxter, Hershey, Harley Davidson. Friday we get Pepsi. DoorDash may be the favorite to win the Super Bowl brand buzz MVP award. Well, I can't wait to see the commercials this Sunday. You know, I see a lot of companies have backed out. Okay. There's a, there's a philosophy here that I'm sure rings every day uh, in the show. We like companies where things are going well. Okay, They're not laying off. They're not in court. Uh, they're not canceling their commercials to save money, blah, blah, blah. We call it stocks of yesteryear versus stocks of today. 
I would say DoorDash is pretty much as, this is a company that didn't exist before COVID. Maybe it did. I guess it did. But, you know, yeah, it wasn't a very big deal. Well, they were still essentially, uh, you know, growing market share. And in doing so, your price per customer is much, much higher at that yes. point, right? In terms of, you know, whether they're giving you the first delivery for free or, you know, you know fill in the blank. But uh, as they get more mature, right, you've got uh, much more, um, you know, cheaper growth, if you will, because they're you know able to scale versus uh, you know having to spend so much for one customer. And I would just say that companies spending that kind of money on the Super Bowl, they probably have pretty good fundamentals going for them. As I look at the list, okay, DoorDash, uh, which is a very fast-growing company. Okay, you've got Elf Beauty's going to have a commercial. I can't wait to see that beauty. That one. There we go. <clears throat> that's, yeah, that's two, that's two of them on the list. That, that's, Uber. Yeah, that's three. Uber. Uh, restaurant brands. Okay. Yeah, that's our friend go. Patrick Doyle. <laughs> I don't see McDonald's on the list. I don't see, uh, uh, you know, uh, Wendy's on the list. I see QSR, restaurant brands. Uh, I also see Bud Light coming back to the uh, the fold. Or Anheuser Busch, Bud, <coughs> which is actually owned by uh, NBev, right? And uh, yep, correct. A Brazilian company. So, anyways, uh, and also let's not forget the Taylor Swift effect. Have we got enough of Taylor Swift already, or not? I mean, she's everywhere. It's like, I mean, if if we've gone this far, you got it's in the Super Bowls in Vegas. I mean, we might as you know, you got might as well take I guess take that one one step further, right? Yeah. I mean, she wins the best album of the year at the Grammys. They don't even make albums anymore. I used to have a whole album collection. And she looks just not even like, oh, another one, another trophy. Okay. All right. Okay, so we like companies where things are going well. We work. That was a bad idea. They're, bring, they're trying to, they're, I think bring the founder's trying to buy it. The, the founder now is, is, is you know, asking to buy it back, and some of the original investors are, you know, still mad. And they're like, you know, even, you know, regardless, we, we don't, they don't really want to sell it back to, uh, to him. That was <laughs> so. going to be one of the biggest IPOs of all time. Along came COVID. Well, let's all collaborate at work and uh, pass COVID around. Uh, and, you know, I went to one. It was weird. It's just weird. How do you work like that? There were, like, beanbag chairs all around and people upside down doing yoga. I don't know. You know, I, I like an office, my door closed, nobody bugging me. Uh, but anyways, it was a big idea, and uh, it just didn't pan out. Here's another one on the wrong side. Essentially, lease sharing, lease sharing with with uh, you know with well, maybe better rent. than average coffee. I don't know. It's yeah. cheap rent. A beanbag <laughs> chair is a lot less than the corner office on the 19th floor downtown San Diego. <laughs> right. Now, companies in trouble. We don't want to buy those. Co- DocuSign shrinking headcount. Okay, yeah, and that's had some layoffs in uh, in the tech space, but you know at the same time. Places that can get leaner actually are probably in that tech space. We've and it, you're not doing well if you're laying off. Bristol Myers cut at Redburn as looming headwinds offset buyouts. We had some Bristol Myers transferred to us. I got rid of it immediately. Spirit Aero Systems, they're the ones that are the uh, contractor for Boeing. 
They're suspending their 2024 forecast. I don't think I want to have anything to do well, with it. Boeing suspended theirs, or so they had, to, they had to. Hertz limps into 2024 as EV cost way on Q4. I don't think I want to own EV. I don't think I want to own lithium. Now, when we come back, the earnings report of the day. We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Welcome back here to the uh, second uh, half of today's Best Stocks Now show. We uh, we rushed the last couple stories. I do want to hurt slimps into 2024 as EV. You know, they went all in. I mean, they bought 100,000 Teslas. Uh, they were going to uh, buy a whole bunch of these pole stars, and then they backed off completely. Uh, and uh, hurts, uh, it hurt hurts. But the stock is up today, 6.7%, but it's not not a very good stock. Piedmont Lithium uh, completes a 27% workforce reduction. I just think this whole EV sector, there's a big uh, a reset taking place on it. The lithium stocks, Barry, just look awful, awful. Look at PLL, Piedmont Lithium, hitting a new... 52-week low, and you can look at others like Albemarle, uh, which is out of North Carolina, the lithium capital of the world. It looks awful. It just yeah, and you basically know. it's simply the you know, simple fact is that the you know the demand function right is not uh, not where uh, you know where you know, folks uh, you know were expecting it to be at some point. No, the infrastructure is a big problem. Uh, their performance uh, in real cold weather is a big problem. Uh, range anxiety is a big problem. Changing a tire is a real big problem. But anyways, there's a big reset. The demand is not there. You know, I've I've seen some uh, comments out of Mercedes. You know, they've got quite a few offerings now in the EV, and people just aren't willing to pay that extra money uh, for them. Taiwan Semiconductor. Well, they continue to diversify. You know, that's that's one that scares me, uh, being uh, mostly in Taiwan. And we had uh, that money manager last week. Who was that? Was that uh, the guy down in Florida that's so well-known? Ken Griffin, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah exactly. He Ken said Griffin talking that, about uh, what would happen in the event of, uh, of, of China invading Taiwan. I remember he said it would be a Great Depression for really for both absolutely. countries, us and, and, and China. Yep, absolutely, because how important semiconductors have become now you look at the global supply chain and how you know we found out where we were dependent during covid and where the shortages were well semiconductors are in everything practically toys 
TVs, cars, you just name it, it. They're in almost everything. So they're going to build a second chip facility in Japan, uh, and they're building one in Phoenix. But you just don't turn the, you don't build these things overnight. They take a long time. Yeah, so you're, not, you're not flipping a switch here. No, so that's always uh, a fear that we have. Uh, Elon Musk said it. It's just a matter of time, you know, before China take the. You know, look, we didn't ever think they would do what they did to Hong Kong, and it happened pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. I mean, Hong Kong was not able to resist uh, China. And now you just don't hear much about Hong Kong anymore. And uh, will the same thing happen to Taiwan someday? Novo Catalan deal to ease Wagovi supply concerns. Uh, so Novo Nordisk is acquiring three of Catalan's all fill finish sites. One in Indi- Italy, Ignagni, Italy, Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, that's in... Uh, Lily's backyard, right? Lily is uh, headquartered uh, in uh, Indianapolis. I believe so, yeah. And in Brussels, Belgium. So they've bought those three plants to pump out Wagovi. <coughs> and uh, that stock, let's let's just take a look and see how it's doing today after Lily's earnings, which we're going to get to next. Wagovi, or Novo, is flat today, but it's been breaking out to new all-time highs. Uh, great growth stock, phenomenal growth stock. Uh, on, on some days, it's the biggest stock in Europe. It will become the biggest stock in Europe. Its major competitor is Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy. Let's see, LVMH. That's it, right? Is there any other brands in there? There's, I think there's one other one. Oh, yeah, it's some, um, some not champagne. Michael Kors. No, no. it's um, LVMA. Hennessy. No, we got them all. Yeah, Hennessy, Louis Vuitton, yeah, yeah. Hennessy, and Moet. Right, okay, so. now, the deal. Sh- champagne and handbag. <laughs> yeah, uh, very uh, expensive items. <laughs> Eli's coming. Eli Lilly beats in Q4 as obesity drug sales blow past estimates. Now, the stock was up higher. Uh, maybe there's a little profit taking here. It's only up $1.63 right now, which seems kind of silly. It was up $38 per share. But, you know, a lot of this uh, report today, I'm sure, has been baked into the the proverbial cake. Their sales were up 28% year over year, uh, which is pretty good for a $671 billion company. I would say that this is, uh, you know, earnings comparable to Meta, but it seems to me like they were expected. They pretty they were expecting an even bigger blowout. Uh, earnings were up 20% year over year. Uh, the stock's P.E. ratio right now is 112 the forward P.E. ratio on it is currently 57. And the stock's been hitting new highs for the last uh, five years, something like that. Uh, <laughs> I was reading the story. I didn't get to finish it on how they just happened upon this drug, Lily. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't. I saw that headline. It was. I saw it. It came out a few handful of days ago. But yeah, that you know, some basically by chance they kind of you know happened along it or you know just. Uh, you know, you get in the lab, and I guess something works right. But the, I mean, you look at the new products revenue line, right? New products revenue grew by two point one nine billion. 
Wow. Uh, to 2.49, which means new products were 0.3 billion before. <laughs> um, and so, uh, that's the big thing in the drug market we've talked about is you got, you know, these big, big drug companies as, as, you know, their blockbusters become generic, right? They need to, they need that next, uh, uh, drug to fill that pipeline. And in, in the case of, you know, some of the other struggling drug names, that's the issue. But with, you know, Lilly and, and Novo in particular, right? They've got that. Uh, they've got that pipeline filled per, pretty, pretty significantly. Yeah, if you're going to find a negative here, their blockbuster diabetes drug Trulicity underperformed. Uh, they had a 14. I'm going to say that's probably the reason why it, it's kind of flat. Yeah, 14 down, 14 percent year over year decline. And I heard you could have some cannibalization across. You know, the, obviously, if you've got a handful of you know, quote unquote, uh, diabetes slash weight loss drugs, right? You know, some of those are. Uh, sometimes you're going to be, you know, one's going to be cutting potentially cutting into some of the sales of the other. But okay, now listen to what their gross margin is. What do you think their gross margin? <laughs> Explain to the folks after I give you this number what gross margin is. Eighty-two point three percent. Explain yeah. to the folks what a gross margin is. Yeah, so that's that's going to be the you know essentially uh, what they're paying to uh, for each uh, for each part of uh, sales or profit and eighty two percent. That means that means what they've done is they've they've written off a lot of that uh, R and D research already, and so the uh, uh, that expense has already been paid, and so anything that comes in now right is going to be much more. Uh, you know, essentially, you know, quote unquote, pure profit, or have a much higher margin because they've already, uh, you know, developed the drug. Like you said, these aren't these aren't new drugs; they're just, you know, new ways to use them. And so you've got it takes time to go through the uh, process and have them adopted, and then of course, you know, making them at this point. Well, and with the growth margin like that, I see the government coming after them. <laughs> for yeah. excessive uh, charge uh, cost price for their 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 blockbuster drug there, uh, and I all well the only thing after gross margin is your overhead. Okay, your overhead's probably pretty high. I mean research and development and uh, all of your uh, yeah, managerial your expe- people expenditures, and, right? Yeah, but eighty four percent gross margins about as good as it gets, uh, and their guidance, in my opinion. They sandbagged on their guidance for next year. (laughs) I think they really sandbagged on their guidance next year, and that's probably also in – I'm not selling my lily, that's for sure. It was a beaten raise. Yeah, it was a beaten raise to to consensus, but, yeah, the the raise wasn't wasn't a shocker in terms of how far they moved. I think they really tempered that a lot. Okay, now – uh, AI, uh, artificial intelligence, Palantir up 24%. I owned that stock for a little while, uh, and then I don't know. It's a very creepy kind of uh, government spying kind of thing and privacy and, uh, you know, under under the radar kind of stock. Uh, and it's, it's pretty up, volatile. I mean, it's in, volatile. in both directions. <laughs> you know, it has they been. don't have an 84% margin. No. Not at all. But it's up 24% today, which shows you the strength. You've got to own AI stocks. AI, right. And you've got to own weight loss drugs. Otherwise, you can own, you know, cigarette stocks and food stocks and, uh, you know, diaper stocks and whatnot. Okay, we'll be right back. You got to go where you want. 
And welcome back here to the uh, final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, big tech is uh, selling off uh, today. <clears throat> I guess I, you could say kind of the fabulous seven. Uh, uh, the chip stocks are selling off. But they have just been on a torrid, torrid run here uh, recently. Okay, a few stocks that uh, have also reported. Now, here's one that may be worth a look, okay? This is also, uh, you know, here's another theme defining best stocks now, in my opinion. Usually there's something new, fairly new, you know, that's disrupting an industry uh, that, 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 that has a new model that people are flocking to. Spotify, okay? Now, I've always been skeptical of Spotify. I mean, XM didn't make it. Sirius Satellite Net was never a big winner. They poached Howard Stern, put him up in a, outer space, and that's the only way you could listen to him. Well, Spotify. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and the thing is, product-wise, not a bad product, but uh, from a stock, terrible stock. It was yeah. a terrible stock. It never made any money. Finally, the two had to merge, Sirius and XM. And uh, you know what? I like their channels okay. They had some good channels, but I never really No one yet sports access. I mean there's a you know, there's a certain you know certain pieces of that uh you know product that uh you know for if you can talk them down to six ninety nine, right, is a good great deal. But uh you know, but the problem is is from a money making standpoint, like you said, they had to pay so much money to attract people, Howard yeah. Stern being the first and gave away some of the company in terms of uh, equity to them actually, but um, it's not a it, it's it's a lower margin business because you know, music becomes so commoditized. Uh, yeah, it's not place. what it like used you said. To... There's no albums. No, yeah, there is, much, but you got to go seek them out. <laughs> look how much they have to pay these talents, uh, like Howard Stern, and of course Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, what two hundred? Wasn't that a two hundred fifty million dollar deal? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you gotta you gotta sell a lot of advertising to pay for those talents. But Spotify looks like. Uh, it's turning profitable, which really surprises me. And so I just, uh, during the break here, after their earnings, uh, I put in the new numbers. I have a back door to the app <clears throat> that feeds uh, in the uh, the numbers, the, the new estimates for next year. Uh, I tweak the growth rate a little bit. I tweak the multiple a little bit. It would be interesting to see what the price target comes in at now after these uh, earnings, but this stock is hitting a new all-time high today. It's up 8.8%. I think Kathy Wood owns it, so there's a winner for Kathy Wood. This thing is turning positive. Never and mind. Palantir, the, I would imagine she has to own Palantir somewhere. And she's getting a little bounce out of her Tesla today. But uh, Spotify was a $387 stock at one time. It went clear down to 76 last year, and now it's it's really starting to storm back. I'm going to put it on my watch list here. I'm going to look at its five-year target price tomorrow uh, after I fed in the new numbers here today uh, and see if it not, doesn't meet our criteria. It's a $47 billion. It would It would fit in an ultra-growth portfolio. It's a foreign stock. I know they're headquartered in Luxembourg. I think it's basically a Swedish uh, stock. I've used it a little bit. I use Pandora more. Yeah, you. Well, the trick with Spotify, which is one of the reasons they, they you know, they, they they're going to the model of you know having a particular act right on on their services. 
you know, all of us, you know, have access to say Apple Music, right? I mean, right. Amazon Music through a, uh, you know, basically through your Amazon Prime membership, or you have access to, you know, say Apple Music via something to do with your cell phone, right? Or, <laughs> or, or yeah. Apple Plan, right? And so there's a, you know, there's a lot of competing, uh, services, and that's why you've got to have a unique, that's why you pay 250, you know, million dollars to, to Rogan. Now, I remember the day when my album collection took up a whole cabinet, right? Now, it's all on my iPhone, my entire collection. I, I have the all-you-can-eat. I think it's nine ninety nine a month. So if I all of a sudden say, oh, I remember that Grateful Dead album or that Bob Dylan album. It was the best. You know, I can download. It's all you can eat. It's just crazy. I know. I remember standing in line for yeah. one yeah. song from the Beatles that had just come <laughs> out of forty-five, and now these kids nowadays have the entire universe on their iPhone. That's well. You know what? We've seen a lot of change over there. Okay, there's two more. BP. I don't have much interest in the oil stocks now. Every time Occidental Petroleum hiccups. Buffett buys more. Uh, he continues to load up on OXY. Uh, you know, who's going to win? There's a war on fossil fuels. He obviously thinks that fossil fuels will win out at the end of the day. How are you going to get these freighters across the ocean? How are you going to have a military? How are you going to have uh, cruise yeah. ships? How are you going to have airports, blah, 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 without at least fossil priced. fuels? Yeah, and, and he feels, you know, even even if they are dwindling uh, over time, the, the price where they're at, right, he feels is a, uh, is a value, so... Yeah, so, I mean, he continues to buy, but I don't know. It's just so unpredictable. They're just volatile. Well, they're just so volatile is, you know, when you're, t- when you're, when you're adding those to the portfolio, you're, you're essentially adding, adding additional volatility, right? Yeah. So it, it's hard to, the argument adding those is a lot of times going to, you know, kind of a tough one. Well, okay. We talked about a lot today. Uh, I have 640 charts to look at today. I've already looked at about 40. Uh, and if I see anything that makes my eyeballs pop out, if I make a change in any of the portfolios, I send out a live alert uh, to our subscribers and our clients uh, who want to know what's going on in their portfolio. I did do a few things uh, yesterday. Uh, I did uh, in, in some of our small accounts where it's a Roth IRA or whatnot. You know, I've just gotten away from ETFs entirely. Uh, and, uh, you know, with, without any trading charges now, <laughs> you know, you could buy, you could take five grand and buy a pretty good portfolio with 20 stocks, right? At $250 a piece. So anyways, I added Lily yesterday to anybody that didn't own it. Uh, and it wasn't that much, but I did fill it up to the brim. Uh, and there was another one. I don't remember which one, but I'm always on the hunt, always on the prowl. Uh, that's the name of the game. If you'd like to get two free weeks of the newsletter, be sure you check out the article yesterday on Meta and look at what our new target price is on it. And the question that yeah, we it was asked. trending there for a bit. I never saw it trending on the front page. It's hard. If, you're not a, if it's not a REIT stock <laughs> or a high dividend stock, it's hard to trend on uh, Seeking Alpha. But anyway, check it out on Seeking Alpha. Uh, my article on Meta. I should have one out on Lily here uh, in the next few days. Give us a call. Set up an appointment. 855-611-BEST. Get the newsletter at GundersonCapital.com. Have a great day, everybody.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Charles Schwab. Schwab is a member of SIPC and FINRA. 